would go lift and then I would go home, eat, chug coffee, and then pass out. And I would wake up 20 minutes like, like, I mean, my, my body was on fire. Double blind means nobody knows what's being done except for the research participants. Counterbalance means that if someone was randomly put into a group, they balanced it out so that one group wasn't more powerful than the other. Power is a word, not just for lifting, but it's the power of the study. Red Bull has other stuff that's in it that in the caffeine content isn't so high because the thing that people need to remember with caffeine, everybody metabolizes it differently. Could be potentially introducing bias into your sample and not even know it based on your inclusion criteria. There you go. Welcome to Research Tuesday. And we are actually going to talk about a research article this time. We've, we've talked to you about how to do a search and all the benefits of it. So I don't know if anybody's tired. They're probably not after that intro because I was a little tired before we started talking. And now I got, I got full of energy, man. Thank you. For yeah, that. I've, I've had my caffeine. I have not, um, but did you have a caffeine nap? Because that's what we're talking about today. So yes, we are going to talk nap. about this article. Um, this is going to come out, and I'll put it in the show notes, but it's from five five different people? Oh, no, it's four. tons. It, this, oh, it's, the effect okay, of caffeine Ten authors. Nap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah ten authors. Ten. Yeah, I was looking at page one. There was only four people. So there's ten authors from 2021, and it's about the effect of caffeine nap opportunity and the combination on biomarkers of muscle damage and antioxidant defense during repeated sprint exercise. Now, I don't know about you, brother, but one of the things that was super cool to me when reading this was how good of a job they did, like, with the lab testing, because I, yes. before, when I first read it, when I was looking at it, I'm like, all right, this is going to be a bunch of BS. But, like, how sterile of an environment yes. they had was ridiculous. Yes. Like, well, they should be super proud of how they did that. I, I mean, I before we even discuss the particulars of that, I just want to call out and look at all of, like, where this is being done. Right. And what they and, and then I want to de kind of construct what that title is so that everybody understands what it is. But this is being done in where is it? Qatar, Tunisia, Qatar. Yeah, Qatar, uh, Tunisia, France, Qatar University, interdisciplinary laboratory in neurosciences, physiology and psychology, the physical activity, health and learning in uh, Paris, university mm. in France, oh, you know, I mean, there's, français. yeah, we, oui, we, oui. but the, the coolest thing about this is that it's people outside of our standard circles, yes. right? Like, I mean, if I see another article that's, I mean, let's just list off the top, I'll go to the top three. You got Meg Stone, Mike Stone, Greg Half, Mr. Comfort, uh, Dr. Comfort. I mean, you know, like you have all of these, there's a lot of people in the United States that come from a very like East Tennessee state university. There's a lot of yeah, stuff. You're right about that. It's, East it's, Tennessee state. Yeah. yeah. It's all coming from there. And that's Dr. Stone, Meg Stone, Mike Stone, uh, Greg half was part of that. I mean, there are like, even I think Dr. Comfort just came over to go to East Tennessee state university. And I was like, bro, turn right, go North, come to Virginia, come say hi, something, you know, but the thing is, is this again, when it comes to research, this is where we're, st- with like 
a lot of, I don't want to call it dogma, but a lot of key people are saying stuff. So when you see articles that are outside our normal sphere, that's interesting perspectives that, you know, we should be taking advantage of uh-huh. and hearing different ideas because sadly today people have forgotten, and I know this is off topic, but people, no, have, people have forgotten how to disagree with each other. Mm. The, this, like yeah. a conversation like you and I, and I'll, I'll bring up you and I yesterday, we were our text exchange. I was at first, I was like, oh shit, did I piss him off? No, you didn't piss me off at all, but we I, could actually have a disagreement. Exactly. You, we had a disagreement, an educated disagreement with each other, and we didn't have to force my opinion on you, and you didn't force your opinion on me, and you didn't turn around and cancel me, and I didn't turn around and cancel you. You know, <laughs> It's like it's two individuals, and whether or not we consider ourselves educated or not, it's, having a, it's the ability to have that discussion and see people's differences because more often than not, you ready for this? We have more similarities than we do differences. Oh, 100%. It, yet we get stuck. And you on can those say things. that about sport too. Like the you can say it about anything. Tra- yeah, like the anything. training that you do with your athletes, coaches. Yeah, eighty percent of it you probably do it with any sport you work with. Yeah, I, I hate to tell you that. Like, I mean, I, again, off topic. But the thing is, is the whole purpose of our youth training at our gym is to make an a level playing field. So if someone comes in is deficient here, and someone comes in is deficient here, right? They may be conversely efficient with something. The program is to level everybody up, add a layer, you know. And it's not like, well, this is for this, and this is for this. No, it's to add that layer so we're all getting better. And on that note, let's dive into this because this, the title in and of itself, is just fantastically massive. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, that's that took up three or two and a half lines. On it's, this, th- it's piece yeah, of it's paper. two and a half lines, and <laughs> there are things in here that. Um, the effect of caffeine. Everybody knows what caffeine is. It is a stimulant. It's so a, it's a substance, first, oh, which okay, is a, yeah. which is a stimulant. The body responds to it as a stimulant, and it gets absorbed. It can be absorbed either. It's going to sound crazy intravenously. Um, you can take. So a, people like can shoot caffeine. Yeah, uh, they did that in a study with. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday with tumors and high doses of caffeine in tumors in mice. And they found that, I mean, it's more caffeine than you could even consume, but they injected it directly into the tomb, uh, tumor. Sign me up. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> the other thing that caffeine is, is it, it is a stimulant, so it causes a reaction in the body. And then there are enzymes attached to it that break it down. Uh, there's a whole subset of that. We don't have to go into that. The other thing I like is nap opportunity. Ooh, I, like, yeah. I like that they called it a nap. You know, I mean, it's not like... Uh, short-term sleep cycle, right? You could, but they just called it a nap because you're smart. You don't have to make everything sound smart. So it's a nap, you know? And then it's caffeine, nap opportunity, and combination, right? So it's a combination of those. And then because they were so diligent in their methods, this is something that, like, I mean, I love this article because they were diligent in their methods. Dude, it was unbelievable how diligent they were with their methods. It was literally unbelievable because it's like, it, going back to our episode last week where you talked about it needs to be repeatable. I mean, yes. this is repeatable. Like, it's a recipe. Like, now, whether or not somebody can actually get participants to do it and do it this clean, right. different story. But this is a recipe that somebody it can is. actually go and do. Quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released. So again, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content. And with that, let's get back to the show. 
my first question here was <clears throat> when it said for the caffeine group, whether it was caffeine or just the nap, it said five milligram times kilogram. Like, so are they taking, let's say I weighed a hundred kilograms there. They would give me 500 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, it's to the negative one. So I, think, yeah. So that, what did that mean? I think it, you move the decimal place over. So 50. Yeah. Okay. I that think. makes more sense because I was like, my goodness, that's a boatload of caffeine. Well, so then let's talk about that because one of my favorite things, um, we have an energy drink in the gym, right? It starts with an R, ends with a B. It looks like a cow and it may give you wings and you may fly away or something. I don't know if, you know, whatever. It's Red Bull, right? But Red Bull has the, if you look at the ingredients and they, and, People did studies on this between Monster, C4, Rain, Red Bull, all the you know energy drinks that are out there. Yeah. The absolute worst one is I don't quote me, but I think it was like Rain and C4. Is this going to have to be a research Tuesday? It might. It might. Energy the, drinks. Don't energy know. drinks. But the thing is, is Red Bull has other stuff that's in it that, and the caffeine content isn't so high because the thing that people need to remember with caffeine everybody metabolizes it differently, mm. right? And so when you metabolize that, you may actually, like if you took 10 milligrams, there's a, there's a what is it called? Amino Cuts by Allmax, right? It has a, it's like green tea extract and it tastes really good. There's yep. a ton of aminos in it. I like that, right? I don't want something that's like so jacked, but the thing is, is I can only, it, the dosage is something like, um, uh, what is it like 30 milligrams of the stuff? I only take five and I'm zapped. But I'm like, what in the world? If I took 30, I'd be up for two days. I'd be a, I'd be more of a crackhead. Like gah, 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 gah. because I metabolize caffeine. I'm a slow burner of that. When it goes into my system, it takes a long time to get through. You know, so I could take. I just burn that shit. Like it goes in me, and I'm fucking wow. Yeah, it's weird. It's for me. It's weird. Like, uh, you know, I tried things back in the day. What were they called? Uh, Do you ever have Spike? No, but I I know what I know what you're talking about. But like, I tried stuff uh, uh, like Razor Eight. You ever heard of that? It was like a pre workout, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so I took that, and I started having heart palpitations. I was like, bro, what is this? And then I looked up the ingredients and it had DMEE and DMEA, dimethyl ethyl axaline, blah, blah, or whatever. That's like, when did the word is that big? But the constituents, the word in there is the methyl, you know, the meth, uh-huh. right? And your body, they took things that are separate, but when it goes into the body, it gets metabolized and the byproducts of that metabolization then form to create a very powerful stimulant similar to methamphetamines. So oh. that's why I was like, and I was, I was like, what? My skin was itchy and scratchy, and I was like, this is gross. And other people were like, yo, bro, take two scoops. You ready and, to lift? And I was like, no, I'm not ready to lift. Lightweight, bro. No, it's not. I'm dead. My spine has come out. But my spine. Um, the point behind that, though, is that caffeine and just like, uh, what is it, alcohol, right? Your liver can only process so much alcohol per hour, right? So when people go and are like, yo, I drink 12 beers, it's going to take 12 hours for your body to process that if you have, you know, the standard processing time. Because the second it goes into your gastrointestinal tract, it's different, you know, it's way different. But anyway, 
So let's go back to the title. Back we, to the title. We yeah, can't even we can't even get out of the title without going off on like cool tangents. Well, I mean, technically, I got to pay, like line one of the abstract. Mm. So to wrap, to, like to, I'll get to the the quick and dirty of it is so there was four different, no, excuse me, yeah, there was four yeah. conditions. It was the placebo. It was a nap. It was a nap with a placebo, and then oh, it no, was no. nap with caffeine. Nap with caffeine a and placebo. Just caffeine. But that yeah, there was four of them here, right? Yeah, go no to, nap. It was no nap. With go placebo. to page. Go to page three. There's placebo, nap twenty, caffeine, and caffeine plus the nap. So they gave them something. The nap twenty group, they had a placebo and then took a nap. So that way they didn't know if they had caffeine right. and took a nap. So right. yeah, tech, so there's so that's that's your conditions. Um, it was taken from 14 highly trained male athletes in the double blind, um, for your, anybody that is interested. That sentence was cool. Which one? The double blind counterbalanced and randomized order for test sessions. The fact that double blind means nobody knows what's being done except for the research participants Counterbalance means that if someone was randomly put into a group, they balanced it out so that one group wasn't more powerful than the other. Power is a word not just for lifting, but it's the power of the study. And then the randomized order, again, I mean, this is nobody knows what they're getting. It's balanced out appropriately and it's completely randomized, which in terms of strength, just that sentence alone makes this a very strong article dude how about the how detailed it talked about the placebo and the caffeine being like in the exact identical colored pill and everything yes. like i was reading it and i'm like yo these researchers did a upstanding job that brings i mean that brings up a very big um kind of thought process here is that when when we were creating our research, I literally started to ask the questions like, this is why you have to read other research because you get other, you get questions are like, well, did they do this? Did they do this? Did they do this? And then when you do yours, like I made a list of the questions that I was asking. And so when I was putting my research together, I started answering my own questions about my research Mm. so that I could prepare to defend it through the text rather than write something that then had a bajillion questions that I had to go back and defend. So a little bit of forethought and these guys or uh, these researchers, I don't know if they're those guys and girls. Yeah. They all, I mean, they did their, they did their homework before doing this. And I think in some ways that's another powerful um, statement in this. So, Let's just keep let's just keep picking through here because I haven't found anything that goes that makes me go huh and I'm not you know the end all be all to go to question it correct it, it's more just like you sit there and you go huh right. how about even this like the participants yeah. within this they they recruited they got twenty people that had the inclusion only fourteen included it they were all male highly trained judokas training at the international level. So anybody that's wondering, like these were actual people that were pretty competitive, like in -hmm. terms of strong, had a good, you know, physical body. Um, But again, to the power of this study, only caffeine, naive, non-habitual nappers, non-smokers, drug-free athletes were recruited. Like 
And then they even went to talk about the chronotype, chronotype, which is what kind of person you like. What kind are you a morning person or an evening person? So like me, I'm a I'm a more uh, I believe it's called Lark. If you read the book When by Daniel Pink, he talks about this uh, where an early morning riser, you're a lark, a night owl, or somebody that stays up early. And the whole notion in the book Lark is. Um, if you're a lark, you're like productive in the morning and you're creative at night, a night owl, you're creative in the morning, you're, you're productive at night. Um, but both of them are lull in the middle of the day. Like nobody should, there's like, apparently according to this book, there's research that lawyers are, or excuse me, judges are less kind right before lunchtime in that middle of the day. You don't want to get surgery in the middle of the day, like all those things. Yeah. Well, that's that's like chronotype is, but like these researchers, they did like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. This is, I mean, this, this is giving me insight to think about this. Cause I just, this is making me want to do research again and do it right. Yeah. And to any other strength coaches out there that kind of do piss and moan. And I was one of them that research takes too long to come out. I mean, the amount of time that it probably took to get this thing set up because in this experimental design, people for test sessions were held, um, da, 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 da. Like, listen to this. During each session, participants came to the lab around 1,200. So for anybody in America, that's 8 p.m. and consumed dinner at... Wait, 1,200? Or 20, yeah. 28. Oh, 20. Yeah, yeah 20. 20. Yeah, that's 8. So at 20, that's 8 p.m., had dinner at 8.30. After that, they had free time until 10 where they went to bed they were like so these people were literally sleeping in a lab like they had it's almost like being in the real world right like you talked about mtv earlier in the day but they had a qualitatively and quantitatively standardized breakfast at 7 a.m stayed awake until 12 had passive activities had a standardized isocaloric lunch and stayed laying in comfortable armchair and then at two, had the nap condition entered a room that was conduct to, conducive to sleep or caffeine. Like, I'm saying all of this because this was so cleanly done. Like, you can't be like, yeah. oh, this study was stupid. Yeah, look at that. Five milligrams to kilogram of pure powdered caffeine for the nap or cellular or cellulose and starch-based placebo for a 20-minute nap. And that's where that right there, that's where it said uh, put into capsules that match the placebo and weight color and smell. Yeah. Or earplugs and eye masks for the nap. And then after the nap, they also rated how you know restful the sleep was. All lab conditions were the same. Then the running protocol was repeat, repeat agility, re, uh, running based anaerobic sprint test. So it was six thirty-five meter straight line sprints with a ten-second recovery for the turnaround. So they ran thirty-five meters six times with 10 second recovery you could say that that's maybe not going to be the best re- i mean yes it's repeat sprint it's not technically a sprint like you could try to maybe go and attack and say like their that protocol could have been a little right. bit different um rast is okay though i mean people do use it yeah there's nothing wrong with it participants um, i like that i mean and for me and i know you will too but using g power software yes that makes everything so much easier Yes. When you are trying to get your, your group size, statistical analysis, um, you know, you had your two-way ANOVA, assess the practical significance. And if anybody doesn't know what a two-way ANOVA is, it's forwards and backwards, and or it's to the left and to the right. Uh, it's not just 
tails and trails. It's also an analysis of variance. People need to, you know, that, that was one of my favorite things about statistics was learning all of these different statistical tests and when to use them and why to use them. You know, like, I mean, that's something that we could go over too as a topic is, hey, you know, how, how do we make sure that our data uh, is, for lack of a better term, clean, right? That we don't have bias in the data that we collected because sometimes there are tendencies that emerge in the collection of the data that aren't an ex I mean, that's why it's called sample versus population. Population. Yes, because it's a sample of the population. Right. It's a sample of the population. But that sample, if you get to your inclusion criteria, you could be potentially introducing bias into your sample and not even know it based on your inclusion criteria. And that's one of those things where I've said this a ton of times and no offense to people who I love football. I love American football. There's a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> yes, it's football and American football. The, if I read another study that is college-aged male football or American football athletes, it's like it's the same group. And some of those groups are influencing how we do strength and conditioning for other sports that may not necessarily have the qualities or attributes of football or American football. You know what I mean? So it yep. goes back to that like specificity thing that we were talking about. But with this, I mean, I can, I can speak from experience, not even knowing this research. Um, Cause I mean, I read it when you gave it to me, the, an anecdotal thing for me was someone goes, yo, have you ever tried a caffeine nap? And I was like, what the hell is that? And they were like, chug a cup of coffee. Like after, you know, cause I used to wake up at like four, 4.04 in the morning to be at work at 5.30 and like, yeah. cause you gotta be there, flick the lights on, make everything cool, set everything up. And yep. then, I mean, that's just the nature of our job. Um, Taking a quick break from the show to talk to you guys about our sponsor, Team Builder. If you have any online training platform needs, Team Builder is the go-to place. Team Builder has the ability to integrate with velocity-based training tools. They have the ability to program and have notes and videos for all of your athletes and your clients. This is your number one stop shop. Been using it since 2019 when I was working at Towson. So I've used it, love it. Make sure you check it out. Go ahead, click the link down in the description. And with that, let's get back to the show. And then I wouldn't go to bed until like nine o'clock at night. And yep. I had to go and do field practice because I was a lacrosse coach, high school lacrosse coach. Between, you know, 1130 and two, you know, it was my time before I had to go to the fields and start, you know, after school stuff, but I would take, I would go lift and then I would go home, eat, chug coffee and then pass out. And I would wake up 20 minutes like, Bruh! like, I mean, my, my Same. body was on fire. If you dosed it with uh sometimes I would do a instant coffee in my protein shake. Ooh, yeah, dude, it's so good because if you take the instant coffee, you stick it in there. It's like a mocha smoothie. It's delish. And then you Sounds take nice. that, fall asleep, pop up, and you're just like, I'm ready to rumble. Yeah, it's back to ready to rumble, bro. Because it, it, it did a thing. And so now th this is why I love reading this stuff because now we're able to dig into this and see <coughs> excuse me, what in the world is going on with these 
test. Well, I mean, when you look at like oh, what did it say power max measured in watts? Yeah. Like, how are they? Like, I need to go back and how are they assessing the power in watts? It's times test. It's, oh, it's, it's gotcha. The RAS test. It's based on time. Okay. Because you have to do it. You get ten seconds, and I mean, let's look it up. Hello. Yeah. Rast test. Nope. Got it. Uh, Rast anaerobic test. There you go. I wrote in Rast test and I got allergy testing and yeah. weird stuff. Blood test diagnose allergies. Yeah, the Rast anaerobic test. Um, here. There you go. And this one says. This is from who? Brian Mack, sports coach. BrianMack.co.uk. If you like him, you like him. If you don't, you don't. Nobody wants to hear about it. It's just this is the RAS test, and he's presenting it. Um, and what they do for the RAS test, let's understand what this is. Uh, you need a 400-meter track, two cones, two stopwatches, and two assistants. You could probably use a G-Sprint for that. Um, that's kind of neat. And they run back and forth. They do this. You times it. And however long it takes to go between these uh each one of these runs, it will tell you what the power is in watts. You have to put in the athlete's weight in kilograms. You have to do the six efforts. It'll give you maximum power, minimum power, average power, and your fatigue index. Which, you know, I mean, these are things that people, if you think about it, what sport does something where you sprint, stop, sprint, stop, sprint, over and over again? What sports do that? Um, coming into my mind, I'd instantly think soccer and lacrosse are my first two. Rugby? Rugby. Basketball? Basketball. Maybe the sprint's not as big. Hockey? Oh, for sure hockey. You're skating. That's why I didn't think it right away. Yeah. I mean, there's there's stuff, but so it's applicable. So that's how you do it, folks. Yeah. Live learning. Live learning, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, let's go back to this because the neat thing... Like, I love all the statistics. The graphs are there. They're within their little whisker box plots. Neat. Yep. Cool, 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 cool. And for those of us that, you know, if you look up, you'll see all these little asterisks. They tell you what they denote. Significant differences. Highly significant. Moderately significant. I mean, the fact that they had P.05. Now, we do have to take into consideration that P-values aren't, especially in correlation matrices, the p-value doesn't really mean too much. It's the power of the correlation that does. There's research papers on that, um, which I find very interesting, which are, what is it? Uh, why the p-value is not enough. It's from 2012, using effect size, right? Sullivan and Feynman, or Fain. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, they're covering all their bases. They're showing that a lot of this stuff is significant pre and post exercise. Um, and it's, it's there for people to like, they've put it all on the table in a way that like, I don't have questions about this. No, no. Um, and some of the stuff, you know, like the bio energetics of, you know, the enzymatic antioxidants, those things, those things are a little bit outside my wheelhouse and I'm comfortable saying that. And I think other people should be too. Um, because then you go and you find someone who that is their wheelhouse and you have a discussion with them and you ask them questions. Um, and remember research, do not cherry pick, right? Don't find someone who believes what you're putting out, find someone who questions what you're putting out so that you make your research stronger. 
Yes. Right, because some people do cherry pick. Um, but like I can't I can't speak to that. But they're saying that there's increases in. Uh, glutathione peroxidase and superoxide dismutase, right? Only when participants napped, whether after placebo or caffeine ingestion. So they increased only when participants napped. So something about napping, regardless of placebo or caffeine, caused an increase in that, right? That's That was one of the questions that I may have. It's like, well, interesting. I don't know what that means, but then you jump into, and maybe someone out there can shed some light on this, but then you get to the nap 20 and the one just to caffeine, right? And then post-exercise, SOD, which was that superoxide dismutase, was higher after caffeine and a 20-minute nap as compared to just caffeine. So they're doing a lot of cross-checking here to make sure that like, I, I mean, I love this because they're checking their own research in the research. And I think that that's the mark of something that's really strong is, you know, let's compare our findings and see these and then compare those findings to each other to understand like what's actually happening. Um, you jump in there, the discussion. Discussions are always great. I hate saying this, but sometimes I don't even, I'll read the methods and then the discussion and I'll skip over uh, initially, right? I'll skip over uh, the results and the statistical analysis. I'll read the methods first and then I just go to the discussion because I want to see, you know, where, where are we with this? What are they, what are they saying that they're finding? And, and with this one, the main finding is that all interventions enhanced maximum power Pmax and mean power during the RAST. <coughs> and again, this is only during a, a, an assessment. We have to question, you know, would this be applicable out on a field in a game, you know, but would that be ecologically valid? And how could you control that? And could you? <clears throat> right? Yeah. Like, so they said that Pmax and Pmean enhanced and only caffeine enhanced minimum power with or without napping. And so just from that, those sentences, you're yeah, getting... Caffeine ingestion with or without. Yeah. Despite achieving higher repeated sprint performances, RP scores were not any different after caffeine and caffeine compared to placebo and that. And I think, I mean, this is why, um, what is it? The NCAA has a limit on how much caffeine you can have pre and post game because it is considered a performance enhancing drug. Um, there are limits. I mean, what are, let's, let's just go look. We're here. We're talking about it. Guidelines on caffeine. There it is. It's like I literally wrote in NCAA guidelines and the first thing that popped up, caffeine. It's listening to us. Well, I don't think it's listening. I think it's just a common search. But then the one below, it's name, image, and likeness, which thanks. Um, it's about time for that. Then there's another one, which I'm not going to get into. But uh, the acceptable caffeine limit for NCAA athletes is 15 micrograms, not grams, per milliliter of urine. So that basically means you pee in a cup 
The IOC, the International Olympic Committee, allows its athletes up to 12 micrograms per milliliter. Go and put a milliliter in a thing. I, like, however you can figure out how much a milliliter is, it is tiny. It is very tiny. And so to be able to get micrograms, that's very little. Like, I want to test that for myself. But 15 micrograms and 12 micrograms uh, for the IOC before it's considered illegal. And then the question then becomes, how much do you have to consume? I wonder if anyone's ever studied that. How much do you have to consume to mess this test up, the PP test? Right? Like, is it is it one cup of coffee? Is it... And here's the thing. If you get... Uh, if you do, if you get caught with this, it is a one year suspension. suspension. That's, that's nuts. nuts. <clears throat> yeah, that's no joke. Yeah, so what is it? The NCAA bans the following drug classes, stimulants, anabolic agents, beta blockers, uh, narcotics, diuretics, cannabinoids, peptide hormones, Things that mimic uh, beta blockers, hormone and metabolic modulators. That's interesting. All right. So back to the research, back to the article, as Jocko would yep. say. Back to the back to the book. <clears throat> Long story short, for anybody that's listened to us this far, um, your creatine kinase levels were higher post-exercise whether they had caffeine. All right. Um whether it was a nap or not, which I found interesting because it's like, was it higher because of the caffeine? Was it higher because they were able to perform better? Um, but that's interesting. So your CK levels are higher when you have caffeine. Um, <clears throat> their conclusion, a moderate dose of caffeine had greater ergogenic effect on repeated sprint performances than a short post-lunch nap, probably because of the increased contribution of aerobic glycolysis and energy synthesis. Wow, that's a mouthful. Caffeine ingestion yeah. resulted in better repeated sprint performance. So, if you guys want to take a caffeine nap, take a caffeine nap. And I think it'll help you out. Yeah, but remember, if you're part of any organized sports, don't get caught taking a caffeine nap. If you're doing it in training, fine. But when it comes to competition, dump it. And did it... Okay, so here's a good question. I mean, here's a follow-up study because this is what studies are. Right? It should it should fuel you to have another question, right? Yes. What if you did caffeine naps and repeated sprint training and you had increased creatine kinase with or without your naps, is that from like the the, the increased effort that you're able to do? Mm-hmm. And does that have a lasting effect on your training and performance so that I mean how long does it take to cycle caffeine out of your system? I'm not sure, not sure, but that's 12, another question. Twelve hours is the half life, from what I've remembered. Okay, so if that is a thing, could you train on caffeine naps? Caffeine naps or no naps, just caffeine, get better at your sprint performance because they found that there was a higher power output. And in today's day and age, we're and measuring then not things, do and, it later. and then not do it, and then go and perform. And would you be good? I'm going to ask you to do that with your athletes and then get back to us. You're going to ask me to do that? You got to do it with your group of athletes that you train down there. Oh, my God. They're kids. Yeah, they're not. 
I can't do it with kids. Oh, you know? man, I mean, this it's... mic keeps plugging out. Well, <clears throat> until... There it is. It's... Yeah. Um, until next Tuesday, Research Tuesday, folks, we will have another research article for you. This has been fun, brother.